Does your bike need some love? Shimano Original Replacement Parts are the best way to renew the original function of your Shimano-equipped bike. Available online and at your local retailer. From Red Kite Prayer, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I am Celine Yeager, and with me is my co-host, Patrick Brady. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our ever-changing lives. (laughs) Okay, Patrick. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome. Hello. Yeah, mine had a change this past week. (sighs) My Mm. garage got broken into again. Uh. Yeah. 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 How, like what is up? Like how they jimmied the side door again, the, the side door that was allegedly fixed so that nobody could get in. They got in. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how, what pick, paint me a picture. What's the proximity of your garage to where I'm looking at you now? Like, is it not, uh, is it attached below me. to your, yeah, it's directly below me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and anyone uh. who's, even though it's super close, anyone who's reasonably quiet can, um, well, for instance, make off with two bikes and a set of wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my custom seven Earhart being one of them. Uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, this is the last thing you need right now. I, it was not my favorite. Uh, and then there was a, a loud noise three nights later that woke me up in the middle of the night, like, like a little bit before four o'clock. And I was like, Whoa. I heard something and I'm thinking, Oh, just go back to sleep. And it's like, no, that was, that was a noise generated by something going on near my garage. And oh my so God. I, I got up, I got dressed. Uh, I, I looked out the window, uh, and I saw a guy walking out from a walkway on the <laughs> other side of my building um, mm-hmm. and then I see another guy with him and I'm like, what the hell? And they both have, ma- uh, not masks, but bandanas on, you know, kind of oh my, like bandits. Right. But in this, in this time, oh, right. Like, which is weird because this time you're like, well, are they just wearing masks? Or, yeah. But yeah, that doesn't sound. Yeah. Yeah. So I called nine one one and I said, look, there are some guys trying to break into my garage and you know, they, they're giving me the fourth degree about, well, what makes you think that it's like, I don't know, maybe the fact that I got ripped off three nights ago, you know, that, that, how's that for an indicator? Um, (laughs) so I, you know, I finished getting dressed. I go downstairs, I go to look at my garage door, the side door, you know, which Mm -hmm. is a standard door door, not a garage type door. And I'm looking at it, trying to figure out you know, have they been beating on it or prying at it or something? And all of a sudden I hear steps coming up the walkway (gasps) and I turn around and there's this guy. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh, Hey. And he's trying to play it awful. All cool. Like, yeah, man. Hey. And he's going to launch into some BS spiel about, you know, did you see my kitty cat or my doggy dog or something? I don't know what. And I was like, you need to leave. You need to leave right now. Uh, and he's like, Oh, okay. And he starts shuffling off. Like, no, you need to get out of here. Um, Holy crap. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was not dynamite. A couple, a couple minutes later, I call 911 again, say, you know, Hey, were you planning to send someone over? (laughs) It's like, well, they, they have to drive there. I'm like, yeah, okay. But where are they driving from Petaluma? I mean, there's nobody on the road right now. Uh, And he said, well, he should be pulling up any minute now. Uh, Two minutes later, he did pull up. The officer was really nice. Uh, very helpful. I've filed the online police report because they're not going to send out anyone physically to meet with me. I uploaded photos. Uh, so all that is in motion. And, uh, tomorrow I began the rigmarole with the insurance company, which is going to be, um, are you familiar with the term asymptotic? (laughs) Something that Uh, approaches zero. That's how much fun (laughs) this will be. Oh, uh, yeah. nerd humor. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. That's fine. I learned something. And that is just, so is it, is it, uh, uh, I mean, cause those bikes are not like your standard treks where you can just chop them up and like, no, no. What do you do? What do they even do? Do they, do they even know what they're taking? Okay. Or so do they know what they're taking? These aren't your average meth head. That much okay. I can say, because what they hit were three of the most expensive things that could be carried out of the garage individually. Okay. Um, a set of wheels, two bikes, and they were, you know, arguably the most expensive things that they could hit easily. Um, I mean, they could have gone for one of my custom steel bikes, but I think that would have been a much more difficult thing for them to try to move. The seven won't be that hard. I don't think, but it's still a pretty distinctive bike. Um, so I think it's people who know bikes and know how to move bikes. That's my suspicion. And, Uh you know, the ring camera is nice, but only if it's still talking to the Wi-Fi. So tomorrow a Wi-Fi extender will be arriving from Amazon. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, But the, the real upshot of all of this is I have to move. I have to move. Uh. The, yeah, this is the second time in how many years? Uh, well, in less than a year, twice in less than a year. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Cause I was going to like in this podcast life that I have been with you, I, this is <laughs> yeah. the second time. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, so, I mean, the management here isn't going to do anything to further secure the building and they won't allow me to do things like put a deadbolt on or anything like that. Cause my that neighbors is insane. have to in. People have said things like that. Yeah, you're not alone in thinking that. I, I do not benefit from like getting too judgy McJudgerson about this. Otherwise, it'll just drive me nuts. The answer right, is right. just to move. So that's what I'm working on right now. Hmm. Yeah. And there's no way to get somebody to show you an apartment right now. I was just <laughs> thinking like the, the, there's I, I can't even I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, in a world where I have to leave my kids in the car, if I go into, into target, yeah. Trying to right. find a new apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's an extra layer of interesting <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. To say the I least. Did, I, I did bring, uh, I moved my Bishop and my Danucci out of the garage and up to my balcony. So if they hit me again, they can't get either of my two most prized bikes. 
Those bikes would be very difficult to get replaced. The seven I can get replaced. I've already talked to them. I'm, I'm at the end of the queue, but I'm in the queue. So we, we will get that resolved. But you know, who, who knows how many more bikes Mark Danucci will build in his life. And you know, that thing, no. So they're on my balcony. You know, you would need a, a ladder and a hoist and, you know, whatever else to, to get them right. down. But <sighs> yeah, yeah, not, n- not stellar. <laughs> no, no. And our, very, our parks are still closed. Sorry. So. <laughs> and what's that? Our parks are still closed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> trying times. <laughs> How's life on your end of the world? Yeah, you know, it's it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, as I mentioned, thankfully, still busy. I've got, I've got, you know, work. I'm very grateful for that. Um, you know, people are still bicycling, even though you're, I'm sorry, your parts are closed, <laughs> but you know, like there are definitely, and that that's kind of, you know, I'll just segue right into my poll because I think it's really interesting. Um, is that I, I would like to take a second to, uh, say a heartfelt thank you to our local bike shops right now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be clear, our poor local bike shops, you know, they've taken kind of a beating over the years on many, many levels. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yep. um, from you know, the, the, the online revolution to, you know, I mean, bicycling has certainly written some pieces that the local bike shops have not loved, you know, mm-hmm. one about, Hey, how about not treating customers like garbage, <laughs> you know, the actual words and the, and you know, there yep. was some uh, certainly a lit- elitism and snobbery and, you know, the, they have been called out for that. But I think that. If you uh, are there to call people out for behaviors that you find unfavorable, then you should definitely call people out for behaviors that you find exemplary. Oh, and, amen. Yeah. And I really, really want to do that right now because, uh, you know, I've been sort of working on a little piece about this and, and calling around and just observing and talking. And I think you and I are both part of a Facebook group, you know, that has a bunch of bike shop owners in it, the cycling group that have been talking about what they're doing right now. And, um, you know, there, there are people, there are shops right now that are open and I've talked to them who have, who have had their, their most sales, their best months ever in like 24 year histories of being around. And it's not because they're selling, carbon toys to rich dentists, you know, like this perception of like what, what they're doing It's mm-hmm. because they can't keep $400 hybrids and kids bikes on their floor right now. You know, there's the, the one guy I talked to is like, we are completely sold out of kickstands, floor pumps, <laughs> hybrid, <laughs> right? <laughs> hybrid. Wow. Um, They're scheduled eight or nine days out in the service department, you know, and right. And it's, you know, it it is, it's people who are dropping bikes off that came over on the Mayflower, you know, with like rotted tires that have not seen the light of day since colonial times. And they're just, you know, but they're, they're, the YMCA is closed. The gyms are closed. 
they have kids at the house and they are losing their collective minds. And as we discussed last week, sunshine, fresh air, exercise are super, super important. And it's something that you can do with your kids. It's like, you know, yeah. it's something that you can do with yourself. You can just take yourself out. You know, like I went out at super early this morning because I knew it was going to be a nice day. And, you know, some of my usual routes that I wanted to hit were going to get just to the point where I would have to be like stopping, starting, trying to like to, uh, to properly distance myself would be hard. But, mm -hmm. you know, I went out early and there was uh, nobody out there. And boy, that was really good for me. You know, it was beautiful, sunny. The flowers are blooming. And, you know, like people really need that right now. And they're doing it on bicycles and they're, you know, bringing people like a friend of mine. She I think I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but she you know, this person came in, there were stink bugs in her cassette. Like, like she's like cleaning this bike and there's there's dead stink bugs in it. Yeah. But 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 they you know, they feel like. This is a really important service, and I agree, you know, and I'm glad that they're mm -hmm. you know not only staying afloat, but having some some making some money because they're really, really helping these a lot of people right now. They're really helping a lot of kids right now. They're, mm -hmm. they're helping families right now. And it's not just bike rides. You know, I talked to Judy Lopresti at Spun uh -huh. Bicycles. You know, Judy, uh, with her husband, Dominic, run a shop in Cincinnati. And they don't do much sale at all. They don't really move a whole lot of bikes. He does some custom stuff, but they're almost, their whole shop is about service. You right. know, and I and I talked to her and she, you know, she's immunocompromised and she she's, um, you know, and Dominic just had surgery and you know, they're they're concerned for themselves for sure. But they feel like they feel they need to keep open because the bike share is shut down. The streetcar is shut down. The metro mm. service on the buses have dramatically reduced their their, you know, the hours they run. And they're like, their customers depend on mass transit and their essentials. You know, they're mm -hmm. EMT people, mm -hmm. they're people that need to get where they're going. So she's like, I don't, you know, they're coming in, they're buying these, they're, they're either trash picking bikes or they're buying them off of like auction sites or Craigslist and they're barely serviceable. But mm -hmm. so they, they bring them in and she's like, I want to keep these people going. So a safely on bikes that roll and, you know, so they don't have to walk five miles back and forth to work. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like so. That's like, and she's going like, I, just listening to her, she's going this extra mile because some of these her customers are immunocompromised, you know, as well. So she is going above and beyond any abundant precaution. She is allowing no packages inside her store, not even tubes. Like anything in a box is unboxed, sterilized. The whole rigmarole before it goes into the store for wow. customers. I'm like, yeah. Um, and that's those are layers and layers and layers of work. You know, chains, tubes, yeah. all this stuff. Um, you know, she's going through hundreds of gloves. But, you know, she said that in her mind, there's no such thing as overkill right now. Like for keeping her and Dominic and her customers safe. Yeah. You know, so th like, like when people question like, oh, is it really essential? Like. I would argue, yes, that woman is doing a very essential service, you know, like a very, very essential service. And the, the mm -hmm. woman I was talking about, um, my friend Lisa Ronka, who does cutters over in Bethlehem, where I live with the stink bugs in the cassette, you know, she's also 
you know, she's also just trying to help like the local business people. She's like, my hairdresser's completely out of work. So she she's fixing up her and her family's bike stuff for like conditioner. You know, she's like, just give me some conditioner and I'll fix up your right. I'll, wow. And, and, you know, that stuff. Like it just makes a huge difference. It makes a <laughs> huge difference. That's a, like a lifeline in a community, like yeah. literally like they're they're keeping people mobile and keeping people sane and keeping people safe. And like, it'll be just really interesting to see, you know, I, I, I know I alluded to this last time, but how, how much of this sticks. And I know that, you know, that, that a lot of the bicycle advocacy groups are sort of seizing on this moment a little bit because, you know, Delaware Valley regional planning commission down by me outside of Philly there's been a 471% increase of bicycling on the, on the Kelly drive. Yes. I mean, wow. People it's, it's a stunning, stunning amount of increase of people using um, the rail trails, the open roads, the bike paths, the, the bike lanes. And man, if even a, if even a fraction of them, like see some like light and go, this is all right. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it could really change things for the better. And I keep hoping, you know, these are hard, hard times. But instead of getting back to normal, I hope upon all hopes we can get back to a better normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm with you a thousand percent on that. You know, one of the things that I find so encouraging in this is because you can have so many just stupid setbacks in a day. Oh, wait, I can't go there. They're closed. Or, oh, let's see. No, I, I, I really shouldn't go there until the boys are picked up and then I don't have to worry about leaving them in the car. Things like that. So to walk into a bike shop and get some help and walk out of there with a sense of, I'm not sure hope is quite the right word, but just just having had a little success, having something going well for you, I, that's huge, just in terms of frame of mind. And then there's, yeah, you know, what people are going to get out of going out and riding a bike. You know, when could the, the wonder of riding a bike ever be better illustrated, <laughs> you know, in terms of what it does for your psyche? A hundred percent. So, yeah. And so... Yeah, I see the potential that some people uh, are going to rejoin cycling uh, after having been out for, you know, 12, 20, 25 years, whatever. That's wonderful. You know, and it's nice to hear that there are shops for whom they're having better business than usual. That's a lovely thing. I also think about all those shops where, you know, okay, they've sold out of all their hybrids. Think about how you absolutely, you know, in that job, you absolutely have to set aside any elitism and you've really got to be prepared to talk to somebody uh, on their level and welcome them. And Mm -hmm. so maybe this is an opportunity for some bike shops to get a little bit of reset in attitude Mm -hmm. uh, or Mm -hmm. educate some of their newer employees I, mm-hmm. I just see an opportunity for an incredible success there in terms of seeing cycling through a new lens for a whole bunch of people. And mm-hmm. that really is a lovely thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. 
and boy, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear about that. I, uh, my, my own writing has been a little frustrating for me, you know, what I know, I know, books, but I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> We are definitely having the same struggles that you had there. I feel like they're dealing them with them in much more proactive ways. I, I, you know, no other county in California has shut down all their parks. Only Sonoma County has pulled this. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not, it's not good for people. I mean, I understand the frustration that people are not adhering what, that they need to adhere, not maybe taking it as seriously as they need to and need reminding and all the other things and you know even closing parking lots fine whatever but like sure. that i'm going to keep drilling it again and again the mental health component of this is super important and it, it's just we cannot create another crisis it's going to be another it's it's going to be a different <laughs> kind of crisis but it'll well, be one yeah to have one crisis lead to another and i certainly i've heard from friends about other friends who are drinking way too much um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, even, even I haven't had a, a night without wine in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't start care. Dialing. I mean, I know like I need to, like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant about that because it, it, right. there is, there are definitely going to be some more serious, um, ramifications coming out of that too, for without a question. Yeah. 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 But that's, it's really nice to hear that more and more people are turning to bike shops. Uh, hopefully we can keep some of these folks in the sport. That would. Yeah. I mean, certainly not all of them. I mean, I'm not a Pollyanna. I mean, I kind of am, but I'm not that much of one. Like I know that, you know, (laughs) like they are not all going to like, if people aren't going to be like, Oh, you know, (laughs) realize that the bike is the way, but I, you know, there are enough people out there that I, I believe that uh, a fair number will, will, will rediscover that what we know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and some is better than none, right? That's all we 100%. need. Some. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that was, that's kind of upbeat. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> We're going to take a short break for our sponsor Shimano and we'll be right back at Shimano. We love riding and we know you do too. As a small repayment for all the joy your bike has brought your life. We encourage you to maintain your bike regularly. Genuine Shimano replacement parts will keep your Shimano-equipped bike running smoothly. Whether your bike is built with 105, XTR, or our new gravel group, GRX, a well-maintained bike will operate better and go faster. Worn out a chain? Consider that a badge of honor. You've been riding a lot. Does it sound like metal on metal when you hit your rim brakes? That's a sign it's time for new brake shoes. What if your disc brakes don't feel as crisp as they used to? Cool, you've been going fast. Give them a bleed. Does your chain skip on smaller cogs? You're using all your gears, and now your cassette is shot. Is that old saddle creaking? It may be fatigued because of all the miles you've put in. Consider a saddle from Shimano's Pro line of components. And what about your feet? Cleats can and do wear out, especially the right cleat if you're a cyclocross racer. Whether it is the plastic cleat on a road shoe or metal SPD cleat, they can and do wear out. To keep that love burning bright, show your bike a little TLC and take it by your nearest Shimano dealer to keep it running just like when it was new. 
Okay, we are back with the pace line, the podcast on two wheels. Patrick, take a poll. Yeah, well, I want to take on a couple of uh, questions from our listener, Jackie, this week. Uh, oh. the, the arrival of these was, I'm going to say pretty helpful, <laughs> as I'm afraid <laughs> all I would have done in my own poll, if left to my own devices, would have been to grumble about bike thieves and the stupidity of closing all the parks in Sonoma County. Okay, right. moving right along. <laughs> so. <laughs> Jackie asked about plastic water bottles and the problem they cause when they reach the end of their useful lifespan. She mentioned Mm. mold as a concern. I don't see that as a big thing because a quarter cup of bleach has always fixed that for me. Uh, But I am, I will admit, notorious for holding on to water bottles far longer than other folks. You know, they're discolored and scratched (laughs) and whatever. Uh, Me too. But I've always kind of figured, you know, if they aren't leaky, I might as well keep them in circulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, though, I will admit that due to a shortage of space here at home uh, and a desire to neaten things up, I actually got rid of a couple dozen very old bottles. Um, I took them to our recycling bin and hopefully they have made it on to actual recycling. God only knows, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The question on Jackie's mind, though, was whether or not there are any good metal bottles out there with a decent top to make drinking quick and easy. And my my immediate gut reaction to that was no. And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff out in the world and sometimes it gets updated. So I don't know, maybe do a little research first. So I did the research. And before I get to that, I would, I do want to mention, here's the big reason why I, my initial gut check was no years ago, a German company sent me an aluminum water bottle with a fairly normal water bottle top on it. Okay. Not a cork, not a screw on top, kind of something Mm -hmm. you squeezed over the top and had a little nozzle. Right. It was awful, awful, all caps, awful. Okay. I couldn't squeeze it because, um, oh yeah, it was metal. And Mm -hmm. due to its inability to allow air to pass through the nozzle as I took a drink, I was left waiting for water to just dribble into my mouth occasionally, (laughs) you know, and you can't suck it out because remember the thing's metal. (laughs) So, uh, it was, it was bad. It was not, it was not a success. So yeah, I did go and research, uh, for, you know, a good half hour, 45 minutes trying to find something that, you know, there were plenty with like a quick release lid that, you know, you could, it turned into a cup, you know, that sort of thing right? Uh, right. or a screw off top. Right. Uh, but anything with, a, you know, like one of those Camelback tops, uh, that they're, they're, you know, active lifestyle water bottles use nothing like yeah. that, that I could find whatsoever. And yeah. It's just, it's not really an option. So is her thing, is she looking for metal because of eco reasons? Like, is that the the, the reason? Because for uh, environmental? That was the conclusion I drew. Yeah. I mean, she didn't spell it out too terribly much. It was, you know, a a fairly brief I feel like there must be environmentally responsible, I mean, you know, BPA for all those good things, free bike bottles. There's, I, I find... When you say metal bottle for the bike, I, I just there's a there's a couple problems I have with that. Um, you know, it's going to be sensitive to temperature. 
It's going to be mm-hmm. heavier, which isn't a big deal, except when you miss and drop it. It's I, I think like if I, you know, I mean, people drop their their water bottles occasionally when they ride. And mm-hmm. it just seems more problematic to me to drop a metal bottle on the street. Um, well, especially you can if you're riding over with, other people. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just yeah. like I feel like it's not safe. It's not a great idea. Uh, yeah. You can run over a plastic water bottle and sure you may spray drink mix all over the guy next to you. Right. Uh, but what, but you cares? can ride over it. Yeah. You're not going to flatten a metal bottle. So no, yeah, you're going to, you're going to go down with that. Yeah. And it's also far more likely to get ejected if you hit a bump because it doesn't really yep. flex it, you know, to work yeah. with the cage. Totally. So, no, totally. I think it's yeah. not a good idea. So I appreciate the sentiment, yeah. but just find a, a good, because they last a long time. Just find a good podium bottle, you know, like one of Camelbacks or, mm-hmm. and just hang on to yep. it. For, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely my advice. My advice, you know, buy a really yeah. good quality plastic bottle. I do. I would steer her towards something with an easy to clean top, which. Yeah. Uh, those tops can the, be kind of hard. The very latest top from Camelback is a good deal easier to clean uh, but the specialized bottles, they're, they're nozzle. That's, that's super, super easy. And mm-hmm. to kill a specialized bottle, you've got to do something, you know, thermonuclear war, uh, a pack yeah. of wolves, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So Jackie's other question, a little more substantial. Mm-hmm. She's curious about Laroica, the gravel ride that was designed around mm-hmm. the concept of riding those vintage roads on vintage machines. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me start with, you know, like in a geometry problem, my givens, I will begin by saying that I love riding unpaved roads. I think that's pretty well <laughs> known about me. I also love events that take people over those roads and I love vintage bikes, uh, especially like if it's an, an old Mozzie or a DeRosa, something that was really well made. I love all that stuff, but there's always, but isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> there are more than a dozen participation rules for Laroica. Okay. You need to be on a bike that was manufactured before 1987. Yes, there is provision for someone to ride a modern frame, but to be legal, it still has to be built with parts made from 1987 or earlier. Participants are also supposed to wear period clothing which means a tilt toward wool shorts and actual chamois pads. <laughs> the rules are, to, to coin a phrase, insanely exclusionary. I did the first one that was held here in California and honestly was disappointed with the experience. One of my biggest issues with the event, aside from the rules being so rigid as to be exclusionary, is that if someone really has their heart set on writing the event, it forces them to become a collector of vintage bike stuff. When in mm-hmm. fact, without this event, they might not otherwise have any desire to be a collector whatsoever. And of course, that only serves to drive up the market for vintage stuff, making things even more expensive for the folks who genuinely want to collect that stuff. So that's that's a real issue I have. Then there's the fact that while I could have a great time riding a relatively flat metric century on an old bike with a corn cob in the back, 
Those bikes are literally the last thing in the world I want to ride on a dirt road. I want to ride a proper gravel bike and not worry about going down the moment I see a dusting of sand as I ride by a vineyard. I came very close to crashing twice when I did Laroica. And I did the event. Uh, when I did the event, I actually had to walk two of the hills because the lowest gear on the bike that I had to borrow, okay, couldn't use any of the bikes mm-hmm. I already owned. I had to borrow one because I couldn't afford to go out and buy one because I have kids, right? Uh, it had a low gear 4223, okay? <laughs> That's- now, when I was a badass bike racer in that tiny little window that that was nearly a thing, a 4223, I could get over most anything with that gear. But now it's like, no. And I wasn't riding 20% grades like you get in the hills out around Paso Robles. So that's a whole separate crazy issue. Um, also, I will, I don't want to be too rough on them, but there is the fact that when I did it, I can't say the event was all that well organized. They ran out of both food and water at a couple of the rest stops. A friend of mine, a guy you know, Brian, uh, he looked utterly shelled because he had ridden so long without water. I mean, dude was like pasty white. Uh, I I mean, I get that he's from Pennsylvania these days and everybody there is pasty white. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, maybe not. He's particularly pasty white. Sorry, Brian. (laughs) Uh, And I mean... Don't get me wrong. Uh, the original California event was in Paso Robles, and there's a lot of great riding around there. But I want to do it on a gravel bike with big tires that are unlikely to flat, which brings me to my other little point about all this. Seriously, dirt roads on period accurate tires? That's a big fat sack of no. I'm reminded <laughs> of writing a mentor of mine, uh, a writing mentor of mine. He had grown up on farms and around mm-hmm. farms. And he told me this about turkeys. They just look for ways to die. You can't leave them out in the rain or they will stare up the sky <laughs> and drown. Okay. And these tires are just like that. They just look for ways to go flat. You know, 23 millimeters on a dirt road. No, 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 no. Uh, so if I'm going to recommend an event, I'm going to recommend something like the grasshoppers where you're allowed to ride whatever you want. If you want to ride a hardtail mountain bike with, you know, with a, an actual shock, go for it. If you yep. want to ride a road bike with 28s and have four flats, go for it. They don't mind. <laughs> uh, you know, and if you're a, if you're a badass and weigh, you know, 85 pounds and can ride the 28s and not flat, like, uh, you know, say Amity, um, <laughs> you know, so much the better for you. But I, you know, I think it would be cool to ride a 1952 Urago with Zeus parts. Okay. That would be a fun thing to do, but I don't want to do it on dirt roads. <laughs> I, and I'm just not a fan these days of anything exclusionary. And the more rules an event has, the less likely I am to be interested in it. But Hey, if you're already a collector and like riding dirt roads, have at it. It's a great, it's a great time to meet up with other like-minded people. So there is that. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> I have not ever done one of those events. I, uh, you know, I, I feel like if that, it, like I, I have friends who are all over that kind of stuff, 
I'm talking to you, Taylor. <laughs> um, and he <laughs> would love that kind of thing. Well, he wouldn't want to pay a bunch of money to do it, though. Like, I mean, it's just more like a couple of people that have all this stuff already would be like, mm-hmm. let's go get rad, you know, on these bikes. And, you know, and that, and they would and they probably wouldn't flat because they're just very capable that way. But but that's that's different than having an event, you know, where you where you are, um, you know, charging people and putting up all these sort of barriers to the participation of it It feels a little weird. It feels a little clubhousey. It it doesn't feel quite, um, feels a little antiquated to me at this, (laughs) at this point in time. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I would never do it because I would never invest in it. I would never, um, you know, even if I wanted to give a try at riding that kind of thing, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't lay down a bunch of money to create that bike because that just seems silly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the shame of it for me is that I've got friends who will go to the California Eroica and these are guys who were badass racers in the 60s and 70s. OK, George Mount will be there and. You know, a whole host of guys that he was whipping and every now and then got to whip him back. And so it's a, a wonderful collection of a bunch of really awesome people. And I, you know, the thing is, those guys, they still want those bikes. They still have them in their collection. So it's not yeah. like they have to do anything crazy to be able to show up. And it's sort of an annual uh, reunion for like, a lot of those guys. I was just going to say, I wonder if that is, that may- you know, yeah. okay. I mean, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, there's um, the there's the dino ride every year in the fall, uh, but you know this is the spring, and I miss out on it because I don't have the appropriate bike. But what? Why does your friend Jackie want to do it? Uh, she wrote in with the question. She's considering it. I I oh, it's a listener. Know. Yeah, listener question. Or is it a friend? <laughs> Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Jackie, I, I why do you want to do this? <laughs> I mean, I only have like Jackie, let's talk. Um, I understand if you like the pictures of you and of the event and you like the terrain you're seeing, as Patrick has noted, there's many gravel events or once we get out of our uh, current situation, there will be gravel there events will be. where um, where you can where you can ride so many different kinds of bikes on amazing terrain and you don't have to, I mean, that, that is a, it is not as fun. It is not as fun to ride bikes with, with, you know, t- tires that can flat on those kind of, it's just, you know, you're, gonna, you're dealing with a lot of mechanicals and that's never fun. Yep. Yep. You know, but I mean, it's one of those things that if she is already interested in picking up a vintage bike, if she's got oh, her yeah. eye on an For old sure. Colnago, once For she sure. has it, then, it, yeah. Uh, 87 I, is a long I, way back though. That's a, that's a, <laughs> well, it well, just is like, that's a long way back to have a, to still have, I just feel like that's a long way back. Well, and that was, that was the idea. Initially it was 84, 84 being the <laughs> last year that Campagnolo super record group was on the market. Uh, they later yeah. adjusted it to 87 because that was the last year that you had brake cables coming out of the top of the hood. Oh, interesting. 88 was the first okay. year of aero levers. Yeah. And so that's, wow. that's not cool enough. So that's, you know, they want, they want to see your brake cables looping through interesting. the air. Yep. Uh, and I, yeah. Um, 
you know, if you're already a member of the club, fine, but I'm not going to buy a bike just to be a member oh, of God, the club. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. I'm not going that direction either. Yeah. And, and Jackie, yes, more power to you. Like, I mean, if you're into that, that's totally cool. But uh, there's so many other avenues out there to get um, to get that kind of an experience without uh, mechanicals. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. And with comfortable shorts. And, you know, I can even. And nice shoes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because you can't run clipless pedals there. I know. That's <laughs> without your feet falling asleep and trapped yeah. in cages. Yeah. And, I, you know, I can even see someone getting excited about finding the right bike to go to the event. But I think about, like, the the next weekend comes around. You've gone. You've had your fun. It's now the following Saturday. What bike are you going to grab out of your garage? It's not going to be that one. You will not nope. have had such a good time that you think I need to ride that bike again right now. No, if you're going to go do a ride on dirt roads, you're going to pull out your gravel bike. Yep. <laughs> and then you know, oh my gosh, this, this works so much better. I'm so much more comfortable. <laughs> if you're going to go and ride anywhere, you're not going to ride that thing again. I mean, let's be clear. <laughs> like even on the road, you're going to be more comfortable in something else. Yeah. But, yeah. And I can't yeah. afford to have a bike that I only ride once a year. Yes, yeah, for a special event. Yeah. If only. So <laughs> this is my Laroika bike. Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh so anyway. yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's do Pestline picks. Let's do it. Uh mine this week is something I do not have, but I think is I might go ahead and get one. It's uh Velocio's new Unity Project jersey. And Ooh. Yeah. Are you familiar with their whole Unity project? Yeah, they've done that, what, three or four years now? Mm Mm-hmm. I did did one, um, you know, for some of the the border families. They did one a a couple of years ago, benefited that. Um, This one is uh, proceeds are going to uh, Save the Children, uh, COVID-19 kind of charity, and project, which is uh, and Project Cure. So there's three of them. It's Save the Children, which includes No Kid Hungry, um, COVID-19 Crisis Project, and uh, Coronavirus Relief Fund. So those are really great, wonderful things that um, the proceeds go to. And it's it's a cool jersey. You'll have to put it up on the site. It's, um, you know, they always do very colorful. Velo- yeah. Yeah. Velocia's stuff is super nice. I mean, that's one of my favorite jerseys because it's just super comfortable and it fits really well materials are, are great and uh it's and you know we're all looking for just like even little ways to help out right now and that seems like you know a, a pretty easy one yeah i i can also uh, attest to the uh quality in terms of durability of their jerseys a friend of mine crashed wearing one of their jerseys and was very nearly impaled by a, a piece of tree stump sticking up out of the ground that was rather not unlike a railroad spike. Uh, oh. And it it didn't get through the jersey and uh, didn't even wow. leave a mark on the jersey other than dirt. So I was I was very very surprised and very very impressed. Uh, that is impressive because it fits yeah, like just, a second skin. I mean, it's very. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not, mm-hmm. a, it doesn't feel yeah. heavy. Right. Yeah. And they, they really, they've worked very hard on the cut of their jerseys. I, 
I don't think that they get the credit that they deserve in terms of how carefully they have worked on their fit. I would agree. They're, 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 they're super comfortable. I mean, it's like I've, I've said often that I find the hallmark of a good jersey is one that I forget is on once it's on, and that is definitely the case with them. It just moves with you. It doesn't sag, bag, right up, do any of the bind, all the, you know, anything that you don't want a jersey to do. The, the material feels luxurious. It's not, you know, they're not cheap. You know, it's probably 170 bucks, but um, <laughs> again, it's a really nice piece of kit and it's going to a very good cause. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, this week I've got another pair of shoes, also gravel hmm. shoes, also from Shimano. Hmm. I've previously reviewed the XC5, XC5 lace-up gravel shoe, and I loved it because of the surprisingly wide, last, and big toe box. Um, that's because I have she- feet that are shaped like potatoes. So <laughs> it suited me well. <laughs> However, this is kind of like the butt from earlier. <laughs> Those features were not to everyone's liking. Uh, mm. And I mean, I even commented that this was... The highest volume, widest standard production shoe on the market at the time, okay? Without resorting to some special e-width or anything else like that, or uh, Giro's HV high volume fit. It was truly the biggest standard, uh, standard shoe on the market. But not everybody needs that. Uh, most of the world does not need that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... The, the new version has been revised rather significantly. So instead of being lace up, it now features one Velcro strap at the toe box and then a boa closure across the instep. They've also reduced the volume of the toe box and narrowed the last at the toes. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit more pointy. Uh, the upshot is that the shoe that I used to love, uh, I no longer love. So why am I reviewing it? Well, there are a great many people who will like the shoe now who might not have been interested in it before or who tried it, but it didn't fit. Uh, And at $170, it's one of my very favorite values in shoes out there. Compared to the XC8 that I reviewed last week, uh, this features a slightly less stiff sole, a seven on Shimano's rating which I think makes it really dynamite for touring or any other riding where you may find yourself walking more than would be comfortable in a race shoe. Uh, right. it, it does include uh, threaded inserts for toe spikes, which would make it a pretty good shoe for cyclocross as well. I, you know, I, I really do hate that they changed this shoe, but you know, if I'm going to look at what the population is and what I am relative to that population, I you have to be honest and say, I think that a whole lot more people will like this shoe now. I'm just mm-hmm. going to miss out. But at least I've got my, I've, I've still got my old ones. Okay. Still have my old <laughs> ones. So I'm not suffering. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a really nice shoe. Just doesn't fit me anymore. That's, uh, that's how shoes are. I have a wider <laughs> foot too. And I have a hard time with uh, traditionally narrow, mm. narrow shoes. You know, like Jiro has uh, some, I have a pair of purple, shiny Jira lace-up shoes that I want to love so, so much. But I feel like I need one of those old-timey shoe stretchers, uh-huh. you know, to, like, make the thing, like, not bind my feet. Like, uh, yep. yeah. Yep. I I have that same shoe, and I put uh, some uh, some molded insoles 
in there. They're very hard. And so they actually pushed the toe box out a little bit. Uh, really? I loos- yeah, I loosened up the, the laces as much as I could, hmm. shoved them down in there, and I can wear that shoe. It's still not as good a fit as some other shoes out there, like the XC5. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, that certainly helped. And if I could find other insoles that were as thin as those, but still hard, um, right, that's the key there, because I, mm. I have a trouble with a lot of insoles because then they take up room, right? And now now I have yeah. more of a problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mine are a little more like <laughs> frog flippers than potatoes. So, you know, they're, they're, they're flat and <laughs> wide. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you might be better at barefoot uh, water skiing than I am then. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I used to swim pretty well. <laughs> okay yeah yeah oh wow uh yeah well uh i guess we'll keep at it with the shoes maybe we'll find something that fits <laughs> us both <laughs> uh all righty well that's a wrap on another episode of the pace line um i would ask you what you're up to this weekend but i think i kind of already know <laughs> <laughs> children in place yeah no yeah. i mean uh, fortunately you know obviously not pending on any numbers in the foreseeable future but Getting out, it's supposed to be a nice weekend, and like I said, I've, uh, I do try to get out early, but I have been able to ride, and I'm I'm so, so, so grateful for that. So definitely getting some rides in, like you, uh, taking advantage of uh, some time to get some work, you know, to get some writing, writing in, too. Uh, we've mm-hmm. played an awful lot of Scrabble. yeah we i'm a fan of the board games you know we might need to invest in some more uh yeah that's that's pretty much you know our our local movie theater is offering some streaming of its own which i will 100 percent support i love our local movie theater it's byo they play really quirky things they do movies at midnight and they do all kinds of fun stuff it's very cheap. It's five bucks to get in. And I really want them to be here at the end of this. So, you know, I'm hoping to you know, like, try to support them as much as possible, too. So, you know, nice. Uh, have, have you um, I have to ask, do you know what uh, the Tiger King is yet? Yes, I am. I, okay. am, aware. <laughs> I am aware. I just want to make sure that because if you didn't, I was going to tell you to step outside and like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> get out of whatever box that you are in to make sure that you are still part of the, uh, you know, the general workings of the universe. If you were missing, <laughs> if you were missing that, I'd be concerned. <laughs> I, I haven't tuned in yet, but I know about it. And That's certainly fine. I've, yeah. I've read stories about it and it sounds vaguely insane. Uh, it is I am, bananas. I'm particularly interested in the woman who may have fed her husband to tigers. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to date her. I just, you know. (laughs) No, and she's, it's funny. She, of all of them, she's the, she is the least happy with the final product. Um, Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's not excited about how she was portrayed. But it's no spoiler to tell you that none of these people are like exemplary citizens. (laughs) None of them are are necessarily the kind of people you'd want to date. Although you could marry Joe Exotic. I'm sure he would marry you and make you his fifth husband. (laughs) (laughs) He's game. Well, I mean, isn't that the very nature of a reality show, though, that 
if he were a normal sort of working Joe who was caring for some tigers, but just kind of did your job and went home at the end of the day, that's not the stuff of a reality series. Mm-mm, not know? interesting. I mean, you know, having having somebody's name and then below them on the Chiron, you know, possible husband murderer. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, that's that's it the is, stuff. It, it is unbelievable. I, and it it still just floors me how recent it is because it it plays like ancient history. Like you're just like this was just in this past decade. That's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it indeed it indeed uh, was. And the guy the, the behind the, the whole thing who does a little on screen stuff here and there too is a crazy character in and of himself. Like the whole thing is just you're just like well this is. It's the train wreck we need right now. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's right. going to rain this weekend. So I'm, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch that while I'm, you know, on the train or some or something. <laughs> it's, worth, it's worth just just checking it out. I don't think you'll watch just one episode. though. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's the real litmus test is to find out how many episodes I was was in for before I managed to pull myself away. So there you go. I'll report back next week. (laughs) Cool. All right, everybody. Keep those questions coming. You all have been sending some great stuff. If you've got an idea, please drop by RKP and put a suggestion in the comments. Don't forget our Paceline kits from Primal. They're up in the RKP store. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find. Until next week, I'm Patrick Brady with Celine Yeager. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.